The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. What's up, my dogs? Shout out from the Netherlands. I love the Browns. Makes me cry, laugh, and scream sometimes. Woof, woof, woof. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. Hey, what's up, Browns fans? Welcome to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Coming back on another victory. Ah, not today. No. Not so much of a victory Monday today, but we're still doing some recap here. We're going to do a little Browns therapy session after what happened yesterday in Denver as the Browns lost 29-12 to the Broncos. Josh hosting today alongside Justin and John. Blake had some... We'll just, we'll just see how the family situation come up this weekend. Everything's okay. Everybody's good to go, but uh, he is not with us in studio tonight. He might be jumping in the chat. Not sure, so keep your eyes open for that. Um, how's, how are you guys doing tonight? We are okay, you know. <laughs> I will speak for myself individually on this. Yeah. I'm doing okay. I, uh, I will not say we. I'm, I'm just sorry. okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I'm just fucking with you. Hot mic. Hot mic. Honestly, Blake's not even here. Uh, I don't know. It's not after hours. Sorry. So, so since we're we're kind of you know down and everything because of the game, I think now would just be a really good time to say that uh, Kenny Mack got his. Uh, Reached his goal for his November campaign. Yep, Kenny Mack reached his goal. So thank you, everybody in the dog pack, everybody watching, listening, following the show. Help Kenny Mack raise, yeah. or he, he surpassed his goal for uh, what he's raising for cancer research. So good for that. That was awesome. I know we only got 23 people watching right now, but still, I mean, you know, you guys are all, you know, taking part in that. And I know it's a lot of you guys donated. So awesome stuff. And uh, bright spot in a very tough Ohio sports weekend. So. Yeah. Yes, it was. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Yes. So Thanksgiving for most people, I'm sure you celebrated before all the disasters this weekend. And before we dive into the main disaster, which was the Browns yesterday, just want to remind you guys, make sure you are following us on all the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get up to 9,000. Um, we're on our way. So help make that happen. And if you want some more of our content, talking about the Browns and really just anything, go to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member. We just did our Discord live episode before this one. So we were in there chatting with everybody, having a good time. And, you know, we're in Discord every week during the games. People might not always be happy I'm in there during the games because I'm kind of a Debbie Downer, but man, was that rough yesterday. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just a good time. We do after hours all year long. We do dog pack members of the month, which I think we skipped the last two. So we're gonna have to do those. I was gonna ask that, you about that. But we're gonna have to do those at some point. Yeah, sorry okay. about that, everybody. But uh, we will get back on that train. You'll get your t-shirts. And yeah, so join the dogs.com. Got a game a poster for uh, whoever wins. Uh, oh, that's right. Justin's got yeah, a game poster. Game, game, game posters. I which game a, was that? I got a bunch of them. Got, okay. I guess I had just like three or four extra from uh, a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, before what's the, what's going on in the chat? I'm on two different screens here. So, okay. Looking cool. Okay. Um, I think before we dive into the game, because there's going to be quite a bit of negative stuff, I do want to play a voicemail that we got last week, but I think it still applies to this week and it's a little bit more upbeat, a little more positive. So this is Chaney. Hello, this is Chaney Fulton, not a Columbus big time Browns fan Been a Browns fan my whole life. What I'm most impressed about this team is not just this year, it's the build to get to this point. We've had Kevin Scafancy for years now. Mike Tomlin's been there for years now. Zach Taylor's been there for years now. John Harbaugh has been at Baltimore for years now. I think that's the impression of what the Browns are trying to build here is by having sustainable, reliable coaching year after year after year to build. The league, you can't just plug and play. You can't here and there, but to build – it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be an overtime process. And we went through so many coaches over the years. I think that's the big thing that's changed this Browns team is that we have the same guys year in, year out. Thank you for listening. I just, I thought that was a a great point. I mean, coming today, especially as the Panthers just fired Frank Reich, 11 games into his coaching career. That's two years in a row that the Panthers have fired a coach, a head coach mid season. I was going to say, this is, there was a 47 year streak where um, a head coach had not been fired in the first year. And then now there is three years in a row, uh, Frank, Nathaniel Hackett. And then before that, it was urban Meyer, uh, Ohio state, great head coach. Uh, Frank Reich's <laughs> been fired two years in a row mid season. That's yeah. Well, the, the first year coach. Oh, oh, oh first year I mean? coach. First I got year, you. Yes, first year yes. coach. But I'm yeah, absolutely. Like it's, it's rough. Let, these streets, man. I mean, and we're, this is obviously if you guys, if you're listening, if you're watching and you just absolutely despise Kevin Stefanski and you hate anything positive about him, this won't be the show for you where, I mean, now just because I said that doesn't mean the guys beyond criticism. There were some things yesterday. It was like, eh, but overall, just because we lost a game does not mean that we need to go fire the coach. So we're not going to go through any of that garbage tonight. I did want to say about the building concept you know, I, I've seen some stuff online about, you know, AB should have been better prepared, should have had, you know, it's, this is on him that we don't have much talent on the field. Guys, what is what is Andrew Barry, the general manager of Cleveland Brown, supposed to do? Get starter level players or the entire way through the depth chart? I, I want to run through this list. Yeah, go ahead. These are the injured Browns at the moment. Now, if you told me before the season that in week 12, this was the list of injured guys, I'd have said, nah, there, there ain't no way we've got more than three wins this year. Okay, it's Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Denzel Ward, Amari Cooper, Jack Conklin, Anthony Walker, Jedrick Wills, Marquise Goodwin, Rodney McLeod, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the backup quarterback, <laughs> Jacob Phillips, Jakeem Grant, Miles Garrett. Mm. Come on. So the first two names you mentioned, Watson and Chubb. Yep. Out for the season. Yep. Not just one game. Correct. It's really hard to overcome. And, you know, I just... I think we should just try to maintain, you know, a positive attitude because we went to Denver, we lost, we had just won five of our last six before that. I think we're in a good spot. And man, we made so everything went wrong. Yeah. We made so many mistakes, but you know, we lost, 
I, I predicted a, a close win. Uh, I was wrong. I didn't get that. But, you know, it's it's really I – don't, I don't think we're, we need to act like the season's now unraveling, guys. We won three games in a row. We lost one. So – Let's just come back and, you know, win next week. It's a great attitude, John. It's a, it's a very positive. I'm feeling just uplifted off of that. <laughs> I, um, I was telling these guys, I, I, I'm hoping I don't mess this stat up, but I heard it this morning as I was driving into work. They said that 63% of the payroll for the Browns uh, this season is injured right now. Did that include Miles Garrett? I believe so. Okay. I want to say it. it I mean, that would help that uh, 63% out <laughs> a lot. But it's just, I don't think in my life I've ever seen a team deal with so much adversity, especially the Browns. Like, this is the kind of thing that you, if you would have told me, oh, we lost Chubb, we lost Watson. We're thinking, at going into today, everybody, all I heard was, well, my parents out for the year. So yeah, this uh, this thing could go south real quickly. It's just, it is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I'm with you, John. I think that this team is kind of built different. They kind of handle adversity like this. Now they're coming off of, of a very ugly game. It was a hard, one of the hardest games that I've had to watch, like as a Browns fan in a long time where I was just like, kind of just devastated for the team. Like as a fan, you're, you're upset. You're kind of hurt maybe, but like you could tell that the team, that was not what they wanted coming out right. of that. You got Dewan Jones crying on the sideline and stuff like that. You know, it's just like, so we're seven and four. Correct. So great. Yes. <laughs> let's go more back. Let's go back to Andrew Perry for a second. Go ahead, I buddy. Just want to point this out. You, you guys remember what happened to the Jets week one? Yep. Correct. Okay. How's their season looking? Not, Not great good at all. How many players did they lose? One. Yeah. One player. Okay. And a couple others, but, but, but a big they, one. Yeah. They lost Aaron Rodgers, and he was their hope. He was their future. Right. You know, he's the great hope for the New York Jets. So they sign Rodgers and they think they have Super Bowl aspirations. They lose Rodgers, just Rodgers. That's it. And they automatically know they're going nowhere. It's on to next season. That's what it felt like to be a Browns fan for a really long time. So we lose our, our franchise, the face, everybody's favorite, Nick Chubb, Batman. And he's out for the season, week two. Yep. We didn't give up. Watson goes out, misses multiple weeks. We won two out of those three games. Now Watson's out for the season, and we just won another game. And then we we did lose one, but we've overcome. See, Justin, like you were saying, like no one's gone through this. There there are teams that have gone through similar things, but they didn't overcome. Correct. That's fair. And yep. they, this is, I honestly think the Browns have put together a season up to this point to be proud of, that I'm proud of because, I mean, look what they're missing. You know, look what they've done with it. Mm-hmm. it better than most Browns teams have been able to, you know, we've put together any roster that's seven and four in my lifetime. I think maybe three or four other times. If that, that, that was with this, all the starters healthy or most of them, you know, starting mm-hmm. quarterbacks healthy and man, I, I would just say like hats off to the Browns so far because yep. I'm, I'm very proud of what I've seen. Tight net, tight net group. Yeah. Very, really, really very, good team. Yeah. And you, and they, you can tell that they, they're, they're playing for each other. That you, all the stuff you see, the mic'd up stuff, the locker room stuff, even like when they're just interviewing the players, they, they're playing for each other. And I, when Watson went down, you could tell, you know, it was just next man up. It was just next man up ability, you know, or just belief. And uh, Which is interesting with your Jets comparison because you see how the Jets, 
Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, has lost the locker room two years in a row because of his decision to continue to play Zach Wilson, but that's because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. The team didn't rally. They don't support the quarterback. The defense is like, yo, we're really good. Mm-hmm. The offense is trash. Like, you're, you're killing our season by continuing to do this. You don't see any of that with the Browns. Kevin Stefanski has this team so bought in. Yes, we got to stick P.J. Walker out there. And as a Browns fan, it's like, well, that's it. But they still come every day. They work hard. They fight. We were detailing the human side of things before the show about how this whole West Coast trip, I don't know how many of you guys watching and listening realize this. They're they're spending two weeks out there. Mm -hmm. They're not coming back. They took Thanksgiving away from their families. We were talking about, you know, everybody's getting together, having a good time with their families and stuff. The Browns are gone. They're out on the West Coast getting ready for a game. They're coming off two emotional, big emotional wins. They know they've got another game out West. They got to stay there a whole nother week. Like it's just, there's a lot of stuff going on. We just weren't up for that game at all yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Before we move on real quick, Browns fans in Ohio, Caesar Sportsbook is running a new sign-up offer. You don't want to miss new customers can get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 by using our code DOGS1000 during sign-up. Not only will your first bet be covered, but you'll also be directly supporting our podcast. So if you have not yet joined Caesar Sportsbook, now is the perfect time to make your move. Just remember to enter our code DOGS1000, all one word, when you sign up and place that first bet. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. So I another thing, like because we were talking about this, we got some comments about questioning. Basically, the identity of our podcast is now we are just a bunch of Stefanski apologists, no matter what. And I, I watch our, all of our episodes after they come out. Just to see, you know, I like the sound of my own voice. I actually, <laughs> who would, no, who I actually hate it. Do a little film um, review, I guess, right? But yeah, yeah I like, I, you know, and I, I kind of can actually see where people are coming from with that because we spend a lot of time calling out the haters. But Josh and I were talking about this. If you guys want to you know, set up, you can be on one side or the other. You can't be in the middle. You're either a hater or you're an apologist. Then I'm an apologist. <laughs> yes, if it's black or white. And, and I have no shame in that. Because he's a good coach. So I'd rather not be a hater on the good coach. I'd rather be the apologist. However, none of us have said that every single play he's ever called is the right play. And he's never made a mistake. We've never said that. No one's ever said that. But he is a good coach. And we're not in a position right now where firing our coach should even be on the table. It's not an option. And I really hope you can see that. You know, not saying he's perfect, but... I've asked this before. Who are we replacing him with? Well, yeah. Frank I, Reich. <laughs> I think he's available. He is a, available. That's a good cue up because so Blake sent us his thoughts for the show tonight. So I'll just read these real quick because it, it definitely goes to what you're talking about. Blake says, my thoughts are the Stefanski hate is dumb. We weren't running the ball that effective, that effectively consistently, constantly behind the chains because of penalties and drops. True. People were mad he didn't open it up for DTR last week. Saying he's a rookie QB, we should run it every play now this week. It's so exhausting. Pete Carroll is going to the Hall of Fame, and he caught a pass at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. Correct. Can we stop wanting to fire our coach after every single game, even if we win? Do we want to be the Panthers or the Chicago Bears? And also, if Miles and Amari are out, I don't know how much we can ask one team to overcome. I know it's next man up, but at some point, we are asking the impossible. Most teams in this situation would be lucky to have three or four wins. It's all very fair. And 
there, there's just some other things I wanted to, so we were having some debate with people online again about, I'm trying to find my notes here. Um, the, the play calling might as well just dive into it. Cause I know that's what a lot of people are probably saying in the chat. Again, I don't have it. No, chats, uh, yeah. Chats. Chat's cool. Chat's calm. Chat's calm. Everybody's all right. Everybody's, Serene. Everybody's it, hanging it's out. It's not like, <laughs> so we got 41 listeners. Okay. Including me. I'm one of them. It's good. <laughs> but you know, it's not the 200 that uh, normally tune in for a, it's not victory a victory Monday. Monday. No, it's not. It's a but sad it's okay Monday. because there will be people watching the re the replay of this show. What I want to do is look at these. So somebody actually listed these out for me. I really appreciate it. Uh, Benny, the jet on Twitter said, here were the Browns run plays yesterday for everybody clamoring that the Browns should just run the ball, run the ball. We were 30, 32nd ranked rush defense, blah, blah, blah. Here were the, the yardage by play four, three, 19 and 11, and then seven, three, 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 two, 13, six, three, one, two, three, four. A lot of low numbers. That's fair. That's fair. Go ahead. For, I guess to touch on that, but the only thing that I would say yesterday, watching that game, I thought Jerome Ford was playing really, really nice. I, I thought he was playing very, very aggressive. He he was looking like he was running different yesterday. He, I liked what I saw yesterday from Jerome Ford. So at the end of the game, when I see just nine touches, now he did have, a, I think, four other catches on screen passes. I think there was three drops maybe, or at least three that, you know, total of seven targets. But um, did he have runs that came back on penalty? Uh, I don't That's know. something that could happen too. I um that was the only thing is I could I would I have liked to see some more of that mixed in sure but at that point I kind of that there it got to a point where the game script kind of had to go out the window right yeah, exactly so all the stuff that you know the oh why are we well I was surprised we threw it so much at the beginning but we we talked about it you go back and you look there there's ten man boxes right off the bat yep you're you're gonna run into that. Uh, exactly. And people are, are crying out all day. Oh, you threw the, you know, Kevin threw the ball 42 times against the 32nd rank. Okay. First of all, all 13 of PJ Walker's passes have to be thrown out of that equation because we were down so bad and it was the fourth quarter. We have to pass. Yeah. We have yeah. to, pass. we can't just go out there and run the ball every play. And so, Denver knew that. And Denver and knew that. Feasted exactly. on it. So I, I went and I looked and I posted this on Twitter. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it and then we'll talk about it. So the Browns called 16 run plays and 29 pass plays while DTR was in the game. But six of those pass plays were right right up to or underneath the two-minute drill in the first half. So those are obvious passing situations in the two-minute drill. Mm -hmm. And six more of his passes came on third and long. So that's 12 right there. So if you're if the Browns were in a non-obvious passing situation where, you know, they defense knew we had to pass, the Browns were essentially 50-50 run-pass split with DTR in the game. And then for the entire game, the Browns actually had 24 runs and just 17 passes in those non-obvious pass situations. So that comes out to 58.5% of the time in non-obvious non passing situations. Kevin called a run. I mean, that's almost 60-40. How much more run-heavy do you want to get in, in an NFL game? You know what I mean? Where you, the defense knows yeah. well, you're going to run the ball. Last gonna... week they knew. Exactly. The Steelers knew. Mm -hmm. And we won that game. We but won we it. threw four, 43 passes, short right. passes. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, when the team knows what you're going to do, I mean, come on, if we ran the ball 10 more times and threw it 10 fewer times, that that's not getting us the win. 
I mean, we got outplayed yesterday. Oh, yeah, it, it yes. was a bad game. It's it. I think people they kind of make this mistake because you have to wait a whole week, and it's super frustrating when you lose because you have to. It's yeah. not like baseball, you know, where you get to oh we'll play tomorrow. Um, it's frustrating to watch a loss, especially an ugly one like that, because you got to wait so long before you get to see us play again. But it's people make this mistake of thinking it's like that's every game is our, you know, we're playing at our pinnacle, and if we lose then, you know, we're terrible. But we just came out on the road, and we played a bad game. And I'm I'm not saying it's not frustrating, because it is frustrating, but it's the sky's not falling in Cleveland, guys. Like, we're okay. Everything's you know? good. And, you know, for all the people talking about the play calling, and Kevin needs to give up play calling. You've heard that a lot. Mm. You know, we hear it from people all the time. Or, God forbid, he needs to be fired. What about our defense yesterday? No, nobody, nobody is talking about the fact that the Broncos came out and said, we were going to smash you in the mouth, and we took it. We just let them run it all over us. Javante Williams, Samaje P. Ryan. I mean, these guys crushed us just absolutely. And we were talking about Russell, Russell Wilson's escapability from the pocket. I was worried about it coming into the game. I, I know he's not the electric runner that Lamar Jackson is, but he just gets out of the pocket different than these other mobile quarterbacks. You know what I mean? He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the moves outside the pocket. But getting out of the pocket, I don't know if there's anybody better than Russell. I, I have noticed a trend. Minus the Arizona game, we come out extremely flat for about a quarter and a half now. And we just once we get going, we get going. And we usually are able to grind back into things. Offense picks up. But... I mean, there's been some some questionable. I, honestly, I think that it, when it comes down to it, they saw something yesterday because Russell ought to pulled out of, of numerous plays, and there was just gaping, gaping holes on the inside, and uh, it was surprising because I felt like we we haven't seen that in a long in a few years. And I mean, a little bit in the Baltimore game, but and maybe the Indianapolis game, but for the most part, that. The, the rush defense has been something, the entire defense has been something that we've been just kind of able to just, that was our, our solid piece. That yeah. was something that we were able to, at the end of the day, when things weren't going right, we had that. Mm-hmm. And so that was tough. I just thought we kind of just came out flat. And then unfortunately, once once DTR went out, uh, not to talk bad about PJ Walker, but I just. We can't PJ Walker anymore. No, I, I, I'd i like to ask you guys, because I thought this was one of the bright spots. If we're going to talk about positive things while we're on this, how did you guys feel about DTR? Because I, I thought that there was, he was a little bit off and maybe he was a little, he was firing him in there and there were some drops and stuff like that. But I thought that I was surprised by how good he looked. Honestly, I thought that I was confident that going into the end of the game, I was like, this kid can, this kid is going to bring us home. I like it. Because you get rid of the ridiculous amounts of pressures that we usually don't allow. And you get rid of the drops. Mm-hmm. That's an entirely different ball game. The fumbles. Yeah, the fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop fumbling the ball. Penalty. Quit turning the freaking ball over. <laughs> DTR was not even close to an issue for us. Yeah. I, honestly, I think if, you know, with proper execution, he probably would have led us to either a victory or at least it, it would have been interesting. I, he would have made it really fun to watch at the end. Of the well, game. and I've, I've been thinking all day, like the way DTR played in the game yesterday has me in the position where I'm feeling 
if he's healthy, that's roll with DTR. He's the guy. the guy. I don't. I think Joe Flacco needs to be the backup for sure because I we agree. cannot run into a situation where you're bringing PJ Walker in in a situation like yesterday. But to start a game and hopefully finish it, DTR looked like he made some serious strides, and it's only his third start, first road start. Mm-hmm. He's playing behind a patchwork, you know, practice squad third string offensive line, yep. you know, on the the, the tackles. So. Yeah, you and know, I'm not, the weapons are suspect in the Browns' offense right now. Elijah Moore, I'm, I don't know. I don't know when what it's he's good. It's good when it's. I don't know what he's ever going to be. I feel like yeah. he's. I don't know. He has he's, some he's, really explosive plays. Like he had that 26 yard catch, and it was like, whoa, man, you know. Sure, hey. he can make some nice receiving plays, but it's <laughs> it's other plays where I'm like, stop using him as a gadget guy. Yeah. He's not a gadget guy. Just want him to be a slot guy. Yes. I've been kind of hollering that all year. Like, yeah. let's just let him be a slot guy. Let him be Jarvis. Never. Yeah. Ne- I never want to see Elijah Moore behind cool. the line of scrimmage ever again. Can we talk about more positive stuff? <laughs> Sorry. Go for it, man. What you got? I'm, gonna, I got, I'm just going to bring positive things out for a little bit. And right. We can get negative. What do you guys think about Cedric Tillman? That's where I was going to go with the skill position. Thing. I was going positive. At some point okay. Here. Okay. Okay. Because I thought. Hell yeah. I, Cedric I Tillman looked like a man yes. yesterday. I think that, so they, those two, DTR and Cedric Tillman played in high school together. I yes. don't know if anybody knew that. I did not. And so there's some, a little bit of chemistry there, but I think all those reps that those guys took in the preseason, um, you know, they've pretty much worked together mm-hmm. all season because they're, they're the second unit kind of guys. I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw. Cedric Tillman. The, the hands catch was where he caught the ball out here and he's got the, the defenders like banging on his arm and he didn't even try to bring it into his body. He just yep. kept it out away yep. from the defender like, and just held it there. Heads up like, play, good hand. It's always nice when a receiver has good hands, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, we yes. kind of need that. Are you being negative? <laughs> no, I'm, I was just trying to state the obvious. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, Cedric <laughs> was fair. a positive yes. thing. Yes, yes. Definitely a positive takeaway, and I'm glad you brought that up. Which is, you know, and it's about time. I, I like your jacket, Justin. Thanks. And I like that shirt, too. That's nice. Oh, thank oh, you. That's, we're being, I like your our, jacket. Uh, it's very blue. <laughs> I, said, I said, Just or uh, John came in wearing Denver blue and Michigan blue tonight, so oh. I don't know. I can but, tell you hey. uh, from I've known this guy a long time. He's not ripping any of that. No, I know. I'm just messing. We are live. Oh, okay. so I'm not going to say it, but Michigan, I hate you. Okay. <sighs> so anyway, uh, before we go down that route, moving hole, on, moving on. No, but I do want to stick on Cedric Tillman for just a second, because we've had this entire season where really we've only used Amari Cooper and then we sprinkle in and just enough Elijah Moore to say we have other receivers. Yep. That's been it. DPJ yep. was here. Didn't use him. Right. Uh, Marquise Goodwin, eh, a couple deep shots here and there, but we don't really use him. And that's been about it. David Bell catches a, a pass here and there, maybe every other week. That's it. And it's like, okay, we used a thir- our first pick in the draft this year on Cedric Tillman, our third round pick. Like, where is this kid? There he is. Seeing some opportunity. There he is. Nice. I think that trade is going to be a great opportunity for him. At the time, yes. I didn't really care about that trade when they did it. I was like, I don't know why you the DPJ would. trade. Yeah, I was like, we cool we He's weren't doing back. anything. Well, and we weren't doing anything right. with them at yeah. the time. I was just like, but that was Stefanski's fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah, fire him. No, that was a joke. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. Um, any uh, more positive things? Will, um, I guess, why don't we just hit this? Uh, I got a voicemail here from Mick, so let's hear what he has okay. to say. What's up, Browns fans? This is uh, Mick Tomzik from San Diego, California. I'm, uh, I'm sure everyone's as uh, disappointed as I am in the performance of everyone. I don't know who to, who to put it on. Everyone keeps pointing at Stefanski. I mean, that 
double reverse to Pierre Strong. Not a not a good uh not a good call, I don't think. Not good uh in the red zone, sending for field goals. I don't know, it's uh it's hard to point the finger. I know we have a lot of injuries, but at what point do we keep relying on the injuries and not look at the backups? Well, uh, at this point it's time to let up or shut up. We need the uh, we need the boys to start performing. We need to get some dubs. We need to stack them. And like uh, Stefanski says, we need, to, we need to do better, whatever it takes. We just need a hard look in the mirror as we come on the stretch for some winnable games. But hey, you know, it's another loss, but we're still in the hunt for the wild card. So whatever we got to do, Browns fans, team, you know, just everybody. Actually, real quick, I'm glad that he mentioned um, Stefanski and whatever it takes, because if you guys want to go get one of our new shirts, trying to find the uh graphic here to bring up on the on the screen there you go so whatever f and takes t-shirts are <laughs> on our merch store right now the dogspodcast.com slash shop and uh right now is still cyber monday so they're still on sale for 1250 a t-shirt so go over there and get those before they go back i think they only go back up to like 16 or something so it's not a big deal but um did yes. you uh, sorry i didn't mean to cut you <laughs> no you're you're good i'm just doing a pitch here um, no big did deal. you still have the uh <laughs> The numbers pulled up for how many pressures our guys allowed? Um, well, I'm pretty sure it, off the top of my head, I think Jerron Christian was either five or six, and Dewan Jones was four or five. That's a lot compared to... Yeah, usually it's zero for those. Yeah, it yeah, was last so, week. You know, guys, I, I really... I'd have to put this loss on performance. Like, Oh, the execution yeah. was piss poor. Just Bad absolutely execution. pathetic. Yes. yes. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans... The holidays are right around the corner and it's time to start thinking about that gift giving and what you're going to be getting the special people in your life. I know for me, it makes my gift decision making so much easier when I just get everybody Omaha Steaks. That's right. Mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, the in-laws, brother, sister, everybody just gets Omaha Steaks. So go to omahasteaks.com right now. Take advantage. They're doing 50% off site-wide for their black Friday and Cyber Monday sale this week. So get in there and get these deals right now. So enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, and you also get $30 off on top of the 50% off site-wide. So score these delicious deals. You get tender, juicy, extra-aged, perfect steaks, mouth-watering, bacon, rat filet mignons. Like, this stuff is awesome, guys. Get your gift stuff done now. Check it off the list and enjoy the holiday season without the stress of figuring out what the heck you're going to get, everybody. So hurry up. The Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals are going on right now at Omaha Steaks. They're going to be gone before you know it. Enter code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, just when you check out at omahasteaks.com, get 50% off site-wide, and that code DOGS will get you an extra 30 bucks off the order. That's our little holiday gift to you. And you know what? It's the perfect gift. They don't just open it once. They open it every time they pull it out of the freezer to make another meal. So visit omahasteaks.com and save big with 50% off site-wide, plus use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out and get that extra $30 off your order. It's just our little holiday gift to you. So get your orders in now. Minimum order may be required. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live 
bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So why don't we just... I'm sure everybody in the chat, everybody watching this afterward, listening to this on audio... Let's just talk about the triple, quadruple, reverse play that Stefanski called. Okay. First of all, let me just, everybody, it was not a double, triple, quadruple, reverse play. It was a single reverse play. They DTR, uh, it was P, was it PJ DTR? I can't remember. It was P, PJ at that point. PJ he it takes to Elijah. Play. He takes the shotgun snap, yes. hands it off to Elijah as a, like yes. a jet sweep. Okay. So he's out of the backfield. And then he just flips it to Pierre Strong coming Correct. back the other way. So it's a reverse play. So it was not some wild play. The execution was awful because we were talking DJ Jones, the defensive tackle for the Broncos, was four yards in our backfield before Elijah Moore even thought about pitching that ball. Pierre Strong came off of his assignment and came back to catch that pitch. And, and you can just see it. Watch the replay. He sees Jones right there. He's like, ah, shit. I'm like, going to get killed. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm done. And of course, he just drops the ball. And that's who recovered the fumble was Jones because he was there. Right. He was like all the way in the backfield. Mm. Nobody blocked him. It was, I mean, it was just terrible. It was, it the was whole thing really was bad. Game to watch, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Talk about the reverse. I know you got some thoughts on that play. I just, so my thing, and this is, I think it's just kind of like PTSD from like for the last three years. But every time I see a play like that, I just think, is it fourth and one? Or is that what we're doing? Because I felt like we just got, we get burned on that place so many times. I, 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 it's not that I don't like the play. The execution was awful. And it, for me, it's more of the guys that you had in there, right? Yeah. So you have PJ Walker's just coming into the game. And then Pierre Strong really was, hadn't been in the game at all, basically came in cold. And that's the guy that, and I know he's a quick guy. You don't have Marquise Goodwin. So you, you've got to have a speed guy to get to the edge. I, I completely understand that. I just, uh, but it's like, it's like a, just, it's like a, a, an alert bell for the defense. When you see a guy who hasn't played all game yeah. come in and he lines up out wide, he's a backup running back. Yeah. It's not like we're bringing in our number three receiver or speedster. Well, we, and we've even talked about that. Like whenever you see Goodwin come in and kind you of, know what's you're, you know what the play, we're either going to do it or we're going to fake, fake that. that play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah. And then part of me, when I was watching the replay of the game and I was trying to like, see how the linemen were blocking. I was like, well, did Elijah Moore F this play up? Was he not even supposed to pitch it? Maybe it was a fake reverse, but the way it was set up with the blocking on the backside, I think it was supposed to be a reverse. So, but there for a, for a little bit while I was going back and watching through this play, I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder if maybe this was run incorrectly, but I, I, based I know on the way watching the block, it live, I, I felt gutted. I felt <laughs> I absolutely like, uh, uh, gutted because not only was PJ Walker in the game, which I all, Adam, automatically knew I had a buddy text me. I'm not going to say what my exact response was, but it was very negative. And for me to be very negative during a Browns game is bad. But I basically said, well, that's it. Mm-hmm. And you will not hear I'm the kind of guy until it's triple zeros in the fourth quarter. I will never say that. I just, I knew that we were so up against it. And then when that play happened, I already kind of had like a, a moment when they had the drop two pointer, I was like, 
you know, maybe things aren't going our way today. You know, like maybe this is a little bit too much. And then we're, we got DTR walking the sideline and Martin Emerson's on the sideline, can't hold his arm up and miles is lined up and looks like his shoulder is going to fall off. And I'm like, maybe this is just hard to watch. As a Browns fan, I was, it was just painful. Yeah. The, the way Probably we the were, Bucks. go ahead. I say like the way we were getting hit by the Broncos and stuff. I, I was just at a certain point. You got to say, just for God's sake, get out of this game without anybody else going down. Yeah, no, it was, they're they're coming after us. I mean, I don't care what anybody wants to say. Listen, this is Sean Payton. He's got a uh, history of this. <laughs> okay, these dirty bounty gate bounty head hunting. Yeah, like, yeah, it, it happened. Okay. okay. So he's how many we talked about this in Discord. How many teams this year have had a player suspended for dirty hits? Oh, uh, the Denver Broncos. And then let's see who who replaced him. That lock guy who was dirty hitting guy. I mean, yeah. come on. I, I mean, I was just excited. look at the pattern of behavior. When they uh, said with well, the kids' names, uh, Kareem Jackson, right? Safety. Yes. That yeah. got yeah, suspended Kareem. when he was out. I was like, because yeah, he. He's kind of nice. I mean, he's kind of he kind of is dirty, but sure. he he plays very aggressive. He is he's a patroller. He, yeah. he kind of reminds me of like an Ed Reed out there. Like okay. he's just holding yeah, it yeah. down. And if you throw across the middle, well, you're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so I saw he was out and I was like, okay, well, Hey, that's like a, that's a big positive for us. And then this kid came in and I, I, you know, say what you want. He, he played pretty well. He played well for mm-hmm. a kid coming up and stepping in, but it was tough. It was tough. The, there was a few hits where I was like, the one on DTR, everybody's like, oh, you know, he hit him in the shoulder. I'm like, well, the, the crown of his helmet is hitting him in the chin. Right here. Yeah. And he that's left why his feet. Yeah. I mean, come on, that's a penalty every time. It's, so, that's a no-brainer. It's, it was just tough. Um, just a tough game. And you kind of got that vibe. I mean, And you look at the injury report and you're like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. How are, how are we honestly supposed to roll in and play LA in what seven days now it's just I don't know man it's going to be tough whatever um, it takes whatever it takes whatever it, whatever takes. it takes the, uh, <laughs> the, when Amari Cooper dropped that two point conversion that was kind of my moment of it's just I, one I, of I don't those days you know yeah like because yeah. every and, and we do that we do the discord chat with uh, all of our dog pack members uh ever during the game every week and there's so many positive people in there and I love it and and they've got the saying of, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. I trust in this defense. We're going to be okay. And it's just, yesterday, I just did not feel okay. I didn't feel okay. And, you know, there were still times, like, when the Denver Broncos went down and scored right away at the beginning of the game. My initial reaction, because I'm like, I'm going to try to be more positive today than, okay. than I am most weeks. And I said, you know what? We do this every damn week. We, yeah, we always do. let the other team go down and score a touchdown right away. And then we just shut them out for the next two and a half quarters. We usually let them get up 14 nothing, but... Yeah, and then there it goes up 14. I'm yeah. like, well, you know, we don't usually let that happen every week or right. it's in that quick. And then, you know, and then we're fumbling the ball. It's like, well, we do that every week. So, okay, great. <laughs> and, <Jesus>. you know. <laughs> You're negative. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, uh, just I'm realistic. Problem. Come on, I, I watch know, the games. It's fair, it's fair, it's fair. I mean, as soon as it's we fumble the ball, I'm like, mm-hmm, this. Yep, yeah. yep, we got to get at least one turnover a day. And then we fumble again. I'm like, ah, yeah, right, we're back on two. That's about the average. And then three, I'm like, man, we were going for gold today. And. It was, you know, it was just an, it was just a bad game. All sloppy. Around. It was just yes. a sloppy game. Uh, um, jo- you guys both said it. execution I was mean, poor. Amari Cooper is the type of receiver that if I need a two point conversion and it's like, I can only throw it to one guy. I'm throwing it to him mm-hmm. and I'm confident if I hit him in the hand, he's coming down. And he's very it. wide open. And he dropped it. I'm like, and well, he scooped it too. He had it and it just, yeah. And it's just, it was, it was that game. And you know, 
David apparently did not get on the jugs machine. I think, you know, breaking news after the game last week. So I think that was all for show. I don't know. It was just bad. Like these guys got to catch the ball. So I sometimes forget what we talked about before we started recording. <laughs> um, we got a comment from Carrie that says JOK had a good game. And I guess like he did. kind of glossed over. Yeah, that. Um, I agree. Uh, what a beast. He I, was yeah. definitely a bright spot. Uh, he he played very well. I thought he was coming over. alive in the third. Yeah. yeah, I thought I was I was I was I mean John always texting. I'm like, hey, this this kid is going to bring us where he's going to bring us home. This is we're good, and just you kind of knew when you saw the hit. That was one of the worst hits I've seen in a, a long time. Where it, it reminded me of that Mason Rudolph one where they had to take his face mask off on the on oh the field. my gosh, I forgot about that. Uh, it reminded him the hit watching it, except he didn't get sandwiched. He just took the whole, you know, helmet right in the chin. And I was just like, oh, man. I was like, okay. Well. And, he, and even then, the blind optimist in me was like, well, you know, I'm like, I've seen PJ kind of slinging around a little bit. That Seattle game, he was <laughs> slinging it around a little bit. Let's yeah, let him get out there and sling it around. Oh, I was bummed out. Uh, and but I tried to be optimistic. Me too, me too. But, uh, I mean, it's tough. Now, the, the nice thing is, this is just one game. Yes. Right? We... And- we can get all if we can get all the the bad stuff out in one good in one bad bad game and just move on. Great. The problem is okay, and yes, this is going to definitely go on the negative side of things. It's not ever just one game where we have like a million mistakes. We detailed the plethora of mistakes we made in the Ravens game that we still won, but we made every mistake known to man in that game. Think about our first Ravens game. It was awful. Like we just crapped down our leg the whole time. Uh, These things have are have been happening to the Browns, and we've been able to overcome them, which is awesome. But the more injuries we sustain, and guys being out, and and as this playoff race tightens up toward the end of the season, we cannot continue to have games where we go out there and make ten to fifteen detrimental mistakes in a single game every week and still pull out a win. It's it's the probability is not there. We can't put the ball on the ground five times. Yeah, we recover two of them, but the ball's on the ground five times. Come the freak on, guys! Like, how many turnovers did uh, Denver have yesterday? They had. Did they just have the one? I'm, Russell's fumble. Okay. Yeah, we, we recovered a fumble. So that's all I can. Remember. Went minus two on the uh, on the turnover ratio yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think that when you allow the team to kind of control the clock with the run, which they, you know. Coach kind of talked about it. Coach Stefanski said, you know, when they run for that many yards and they control the clock, yep. you your defense can't get off the field, and then you have untimely penalties and untimely turnovers, your chances of winning the game aren't good. And the crazy thing is, for a good portion of that game, we were right there. We were right there. We had, we had everything that we needed to come back, and we just had to have some things go our way, which, honestly, for the most part of the season – We've done. I mean, this. I felt like, oh, hey, it's just another one of those kind of games. We're just gonna. It's gonna come down to the wire, and D Hop's gonna go out there and kick a field goal, and we're gonna walk this thing off, and on the next week, didn't quite go like that. Um, but uh, you know, it is what it is. But you're right. It, it's it's been it's been an issue all season. It's not. This isn't like a one off. Uh, what's the uh, we're leading the league in turnovers and how many do we have now? Twenty three turnovers in eleven games, and it's been by multiple guys. Like yes, it's, yeah, it's not like uh oh hey this guy's just throwing a ton of interceptions. Or, yeah, it's not Josh Allen picks. It's it's spread 
you know, and, and it, it was just a perfect storm of all the bad things that you could have happen to you. Injuries, penalties, turnovers, it all happened. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It was, it was very, very, very tough to watch, but. So Justin texted shortly before we started recording. And that's where I kind of got the news that miles is not out for the season. Yeah, okay. Well, if you want to go super positive, let's do it. Let's do that. Because, uh, I, I wasn't on my phone much today. You know, I was working and uh, I, I had the last thing I had heard was that he felt something pop. And I was like, man, if he felt something pop, I mean, the dreams of our season just popped. Yeah. Like (laughs) I I don't even think they're going to bring him back because at this point in the season with the injuries we have, why would you risk doing that to him? But uh, positive news from the MRI, and uh, I think that's – I hate to say it, but I, I was kind of worried that that's like the final straw. I mean, well, this, we all were, man. Everybody this was. team's just like, okay, th- we can't. How much we're, more can we like, – can this team honestly We lost take? Nick Chubb, rally. We lost to Sean Watson, rally. rally. We Come lost on, Denzel Ward. Oh, man. He'll okay, be back soon. He'll be back, rally. rally. We lost Miles Garrett. Uh, uh, so, yeah, because yeah. he is – Leading, I mean, he is, he's the guy. He is. You know, he is. I mean, our, leader right our whole defense is, is built well. We, we do have a very good defense. Yes, yesterday wasn't the best game. We've had a couple games this year where it hasn't been the best game. It's okay. We still have a very good defense. Is it elite? Yes, I think so. Is it historic? Probably not, but it's okay. We, we don't need a historic defense. No. It's the NFL, modern NFL too, where scoring points is the goal of the league. Yeah, this it, would be a historic defense. At, you know, a certain point in history. Sure. <laughs> but, um, do we know uh, what's going on with Amari Cooper yet? I saw he doesn't have broken ribs. Yeah, right? so... Uh, His x-rays came back negative. Negative, yep. So I'm pretty sure he's just probably banged up, but... Uh, he's not going to miss I sent it. I sent it off. Because I, I hadn't heard if he's expected to miss one game. This was, this was the injury update that they said today. They said... Uh, Jordan Elliott is day-to-day with an ankle injury. Amari Cooper's ribs, x-rays were negative. They think he'll be okay. And they said Miles Garrett is sore with a shoulder injury in his day-to-day, but feel good about him. DTR, they said, will work through concussion protocol. I'm telling you, I could be way out. I could be way wrong here. This is like a homecoming game for him. He's going back to California. He played at UCLA. He They're practicing at UCLA's uh, little, I guess, practice area or whatever. I think he's going to play. I hope so. I think he's gonna. I I'm mean, gonna he's a young kid. Here. Yeah. If he can't, I, I don't think Flacco's gonna look bad for us. So and you know, it's gonna be Flacco. Like I, it will be Flacco. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I I don't even think he he would look that bad. My thing with D now, I I would love to see DTR play. Correct. Yeah, me too. Now here's the thing though, he's a rookie. He's only made three starts. Concussion protocol this year. Very few guys have been able to suffer a concussion on Sunday and come back and play the following week. Usually you miss a game. I'd say over 90% of concussions, you miss at least one game. So you're telling me there's a chance. Telling you there's a chance. But do we really think it's the best idea if he has to miss practice the entire week? Say he gets cleared Saturday. Are we we doing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That would kind of depend probably on if Flacco's taking all the reps this week in practice, how does he look? Right. Does he look like, oh, wow. 2012 Joe Flacco's back. <laughs> How about like, just 2022 Jets game against the Browns, Joe Flacco? That's I just need I I need somebody who's not going to turn the ball over. Can you just hit hit your intermediate throws? We're not talking about this. What? We're not talking about that game. <laughs> 
That was one of the worst games I've ever no, played in my kidding. life. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it was no, like a long. I, a competent Joe Flacco is kind of the game manager we need right now. But I mean, our offensive line's got to figure something out. Like, what was that, man? <laughs> <laughs> Like, just on. reliving well, it all over so again. Okay. It was just like, we've been positive for so long. Just so like, the offensive line wasn't great, but <laughs> DTR, DTR wasn't sacked yesterday. P.J. Walker got sacked four times, but no, that was at the point of the because game Because DTR can get rid of the ball. Well, I know P.J. was looking for sacks. Well, no, here's the thing, too, is they... They, they had ears pinned yeah, back. They, at that point, the, I know it's a different, the context is different. Yeah, I understand. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and we've talked, we talked about that. Mm-hmm. I, but I guess, I guess that was more to the point of DTR played the whole time while he was in there and didn't, he didn't get sacked, right. which I'd be I think curious on the pressures too. I, I don't know yeah, quarter, when they came. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the sacks were given up when PJ was in there at the end of the game. So none of that stuff happened when DTR was, I, I, I really think that DTR, if we're going to take away like a, overall positive thing from this game man dtr looked like he could be he could be a very good uh fill-in if we need him i agree yeah, with that. moving moving 100%. forward i'd like him to take a little bit off of it yeah just i know i know these guys are pro, time. pro receivers and they should catch the ball yeah or pro ca- you know pass catchers because najoku's najoku's kind of my mom said hey i'm gonna wear my jersey today because i didn't wear it last week and he had a tough game and i said well what happened what happened because <laughs> And I I like the guy. He's, he's physical. He's one of our, honestly, it's him and Amari. Those are the go-to guys as far as, you know, pass catchers. He is that, that kid just fires the ball in there. It's, do you remember like when Baker first came in, he would just rifle everything. One speed. Yeah. Like, Hey, it's coming to you. And it's coming at you fast. You know I, who else did that? Brandon Whedon, but he was always throwing uh, oh. like at your. That's <laughs> because he was a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, right. Or right at the ground. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's the thing. I, 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 I was very impressed with the kid. I, I, I think if he learns how to take a little bit off, we saw a couple touch passes, which was nice to see. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Okay, cool. He's starting to figure that out a little bit because you see, whenever he's he's throwing the constant heaters, when he's going at a certain depth down the field with that heater, it sails. Every time it sails, it's high. And Joku caught that one going to the sideline where honestly, if if that defender had been in any closer, he gets crushed on that play because he was in the air for a minute trying to catch that ball. He got up there for that. Yes, he did. So I mean, just just things to work on, but you know, it was an ugly game. What do you got? What do we got to say? I mean, it was ugly game, you know, blame it on whatever you guys want to. Um, it, It looks like most of the people here in the chat, I put up a poll is, you know, who do you blame for the disaster in Denver? Is it Kevin and the play calling, Jim Schwartz and the defense, the players and the poor execution, or just no one? It was it was just a bad game by everybody. Right now, it's Kevin and the play calling with just 35%, but then the players, poor execution at 26%, and 32% say no one, just a bad game. Hardly anybody given any blame to Jim Schwartz and that defense, which I find interesting. There might be a little bias there. It is biased because they're <laughs> never going to. No. Nope. The defense has had bad games, guys. Yeah, that was one of them. And we've had some really, really good games to make up for it. On the way in, I was listening to the Discord, and you guys were talking, and I thought you brought up a very, very good point. Oh, thanks. Our defense has kind of struggled with mobile quarterbacks. I think that there that is a, a real, mm-hmm. it's a real thing. Um, Minshew, that first Lamar game, um, I mean... <sighs> We didn't have to deal with Kyler. I don't think Kyler wanted to deal with us. Right. But then, you know, you have the Russ game now, and it's, I think there is something there with that. 
I, I think that's a very real thing. I, and I don't know if it's the wide nine. I don't know if we just are spread out so far and there's just gaps. But well, it's what, hard to be good at everything, guys. I know. I, I know. I was going to say, and I guess and we crit- we're critical. Play every. That's the sure. thing as Browns fans is we're so cr- we can't just sit back and enjoy an entire <laughs> game. We have to break it down every second of every play. And if we have 10 great plays and then we have a dud, all we want to talk about is the dud. And I feel like we, we can't do that. We can't be no, that fan yeah. base. Everybody already hates us already. It's Cleveland <laughs> against the world. We can't hate each other also. And, no, our, and, and our head coach. And, and if we're going to, if we're going to, you know, finger point the, the game plan yesterday, I mean, we talked about this in discord before, you know, we came live here tonight, how the Browns last week against the Steelers, it was run heavy and just tons of short passes, nothing down the field. So, Denver comes into this game as a defense and, and what's their one priority in this game? Just don't let Cleveland run the ball. Make the rookie beat you with his arm. So Kevin comes in with the game plan and says, okay, we're not going to abandon the run. It's not like we didn't run the ball, guys. I already talked about the stats and the numbers. Did he throw it a little more early on? Yeah, he. you have to throw to open up the run. If the defense is going to start off the game saying we're stuffing the run, you have to throw it down the field and show that one, we're willing to do it, and two, we're capable of doing it. And that gets the guys out of the box, and that frees up those run lanes. Well, that's what Kevin was trying to do. Meanwhile, the defense was giving up 14 nothing right away. So now it's like, hmm, I was trying to open up the run with the pass. I'm all of a sudden down 14 nothing. Now we, we're going to have to eventually start getting back into this game. So that just lends itself to more passes. I, the, the whole, I, I just don't understand. I mean, logically, you can see why the game was the way it was. That's fair. Okay. I'm arguing. I'm just, no, that's all right. You yeah, argue in the chat. I got, let's see how many, I got two voicemails left. So let's talk. <laughs> Here's Brad. What's up Browns fans. What's up dog pound. Do we lose DTR to concussion protocol? What is miles Garrett's arm useless right now? What did we <laughs> not score enough points to win the game? What, what? Yeah. is D hop still, you know, clutch? What? Do we need to run the ball more? What? I don't know what else. <laughs> Their defense still pretty good. What? Yeah. So all these injuries are adding up. What? <laughs> Anyways, might kind of look like Joe Flacco's probably going to start next week. Who knows, though? Probably might be P.J. Walker. I, I don't really know. Mark Cooper getting hurt, too. Not great. Yeah, this game just both sides balls just ugly. I don't know what else to say. All you say, yeah, only thing positive is uh, let's move on next week. Yeah. Woo. I need some therapy, boys. <laughs> Brad Moneymaker, MVP of voicemail leaving. Love that. What? 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 That's a little WWF from back See, in the day. See, here's the action. problem. The Browns, the Browns went to Denver and they realized it's a dry county. Oh. <laughs> you think that's funny when the Browns roll into a dry county? <laughs> what is happening? If you know, there you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> okay. Well, I kind of having a little trouble. My ADD is having a little problems keeping up with things right now because John lost me there. Well, here I'll dial you good. guys back in. I got one voicemail left, which is this isn't necessarily about this game. I think this came in last week. It was more of a DTR future of the quarterback position thing. But I don't know. It's worth talking about here for the last ten minutes or so as we wind this thing down tonight. Um, so this is, it's actually interesting. So we had an intro from the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. We had 
um, well, we have Columbus, we have San Diego, and now we've got Johnny from New York. So we're all over the place tonight. Hey guys, John from New York, uh, long time listener, go Browns. Um, just wanted to listen to your podcast from Tuesday. Just wanted to, you know, I kind of had a bone to pick. Um, you know, I couldn't say DTR is better than Watson and still think Baker sucks. You know, just because you say like Deshaun Watson is not just protected because of his money. I think that's a horrible way to look at it. And if DTR goes on a run and wins the playoff game, there has to be a conversation. And just because I think that doesn't mean that I want Baker back. God forbid. Go Browns! <laughs> yeah, we're not bringing Baker back. No, that, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I Honestly, I think I disagree because we're, we're so invested. I, I hate talking about the contract stuff, but I, I really do think that we're so financially invested in Watson you don't go and make that trade you don't trade three I mean San Francisco does that but I don't think that we we make that move if we thought that eventually we would be able to hit now because could we take the next few years and let this kid develop and could he be something special maybe like a Jordan Love with Green Bay kind of situation absolutely I'm not I, I don't think that his ceiling or his top is NFL backup quarterback. I think that every week he's kind of getting better and better. And Mm -hmm. this is a very raw product right now. Like this is that there's not a lot of kids that are fifth round picks that just get thrown into it like this and go through the first game that they went to and then are able to bounce back and kind of build off of that. So I, I, I like what he's saying. I, I think if he wins a playoff game, it's, it's great for, the organization it's great for cleveland fans it's great everything's great because then you take that into next year and then you have your insurance policy we didn't think that when watson got hurt that he would be that guy for us we thought man damn we maybe we shouldn't have traded dobbs you know that's what everybody immediately went to and so i i'm with him but i think long term i think that's where you aim i know watson says he's going to be a cleveland brown the rest of his career and honestly they're if he starts performing and can continue playing like we saw at the end of that, you know, Baltimore game, I don't see why we wouldn't want to continue that. But I think you have something nice that let this kid kind of get better and kind of grow in this system. And I think you have something. That was really, you know, yeah, pretty much what you said. Yeah. We're going to play the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Money regardless. We're playing the best quarterback we got. But this is very hypothetical stuff right now because we haven't seen DTR look like Deshaun Watson yet. He's Fair. not going to. No, it, He'll and, never look and like Deshaun Watson. that's fine. You know, he, he is our backup right now, not just because of the contract, but because of what he can do. Mm-hmm. When Watson's healthy, he's the better quarterback. He's our franchise quarterback. He gives us the best shot to win. So he's going to be our starter. And you're right. There does have to be a conversation if it comes to that, but to me that's just that's purely hypothetical right now because we're not seeing anything in that ballpark of DTR sniffing at Watson's job. The the biggest Sorry. the biggest beef coming from the fan base at all about Deshaun Watson, if there is, is we gave up three first round picks for him. I don't even think people are that mad about the contract. I think people are so focused on man, every year it's it's about the first round pick. It's about the first round, it's about the first round. 
we gave up three of those for this guy. And then he hasn't been on the field all that much in the first two years he's been here. I get that. And that's it fair. sucks. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's very, we're frustrated. That's fair. We've yeah. been frustrated. We were frustrated. Yeah. Maybe not as much last year because it was like suspension. And, and the, we detailed why that was stupid of the league and all that stuff based on everything. But this year, what are you supposed to do? The guy broke his shoulder playing for us. We were what? Five and one in games he starts. Four and one in games he plays the whole, the whole game. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to take shots. Yes, he wanted playing. to play. And the yeah. thing is, like, people are so biased against him, I feel like. If you don't like Deshaun Watson, you will never give him credit. Somebody was arguing on Twitter that, you know, until he starts consistently having 300-yard passing games, he won't be a great quarterback for the Browns. I said, since when is 300 yards the only the metric bar, to base a yeah. quarterback off of? That means Lamar sucks. Exactly. Lamar's the worst quarterback in the league. He yeah. never, I don't think he's ever had a 300-yard game. So, these, maybe one. That's Aaron Butler. Yeah, I'm sure he knows. I, it just it just blows my mind that people pull out these random you know metrics to base it. It's like, are we winning games when he's in there? Yes, we we were. We were winning a lot more. We only lost one, and even that one, like that was the Nick Chubb knee blowout game, and you know our offense gifted them two scores. Should have won. The, either way, like the Browns look good when Deshaun Watson is playing quarterback for us. What are you guys laughing about? I'm laughing at this. It says you can have Joe Burrow if you want it. I'm pretty sure this is the guy, the Bengals fan, that was talking so much crap three weeks ago. This is what we've been saying about Bengals fans for the last couple of years. You guys are so predictable. It's, it is funny. We were talking about that, how um, as soon as Joe Burrow went out, the the you know Bengals fandom on Twitter and online was, well, what do you guys want to, want to do the rest of the season? You know, we're, we're kind of done. And then it's like, we just lost I'll to Sean you, Watson. The fan put, base is like, all right, let's go. How we get in the playoffs? You put know, your let, Bengals let's figure this stuff out. away in your dresser. Go get out your Chiefs stuff that you had. <laughs> oh, and man. Then, uh, <laughs> pretend like you've been Chiefs fans for your whole life. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I, I will say this. it's It sucks when there's injuries like this. Because yeah, I want to so see all these teams at full strength. Yeah. So for, for him to go out, even for Watson go out and Burrow and – Joe Burrow is, I mean, he's going to be something for a while. If he can stay on the field, I mean, now we're starting to see maybe there's an injury thing, but when he's on the field, that dude's a winner. He he is going to be tough, and he's going to be in the AFC more North for a Dude, long time. I, I'm so. totally with you. Like as a fan of just the NFL and football in general, like if this were if this were Madden and we could just turn off injuries completely, like. I would because yeah. Yeah. I would, I mean, obviously I want the Browns at full strength, but I want to see a full, it was like week one, a full strength Browns against a full strength Bengals. It was cool to see, like it was, it was high powered. You know, there's a lot of motion in that game. Whenever you're rolling out backup quarterbacks against teams, it's like, eh, I mean, if we go out there and get smoked because he throws three picks, it's like, well, it was a backup. Like, yeah, it sucks. Man. And I, I mean, I like Joe Burrow a lot. It's good. You know, he's really good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, Ohio guy. So. You know, and we rag on Former Lamar Buckeye. all the time and everything. Yes, but sir. when when the Ravens are on, I, I'd much rather sit down at home and turn on the Ravens and whoever they're playing and watch Lamar play than Huntley or whoever's there. But you know, I, I just fair. I want to see good football. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that you know watching the Browns every week now. No matter what, the rest of the season we're watching a backup, second, third, fourth, whatever string quarterback playing, and that's just the reality. Just as long as we we need to get the defensive guys healthy because if the defense is healthy. I do think as long as we can just not make mistakes on offense, we, we got to, you know, we'll I, get to 10 wins, 10 plus wins this year. I just want to say this real quick, Chris, but <laughs> don't jump on the, any bandwagon. You're a just, Bengals fan. Yes. Be a Bengals fan. Be proud fan. to be a fan of Cincinnati sports, man. Um, like we're, we're doing a podcast and we about just lost Cle- to Sean Watson for the <laughs> yeah. season. Yeah. I've been a Cleveland sports fan since about 1992. It's been tough, oh, man. That's just the thing about hang Browns Hang in there, fans. big dog. It's like, going to be all right. It's all right, man. We, we would sit out on the lake. 
30 degrees below. Well, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, that was a game last year. That's a real thing. Man. Like, and we're watching. Uh, I was with Blake and Justin. Or Justin was there, but he had different seats. But mm-hmm. uh, the Cowboys came in and just Zeke ran all over us. Yeah. It was like 12 outside. And we won. You know how many games we won that year? One. We or was it zero? We, it was one. Okay. We, we won one game. Man, be a Bengals fan. If that's what you are. Be that. Yes. I will encourage you, buddy. Just yeah. be, be a Bengals fan. <laughs> the only time you get to uh, change teams and it's, uh, that's if, you know, your owner decides that he's yep. not going to get to the stadium rebuild and just moves the damn team. Yeah. Uh, overnight. Sorry. Uh, you know, who is it? Uh, Indianapolis. Who else got moved? Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore originally. Yeah. Baltimore moved to Indy. No wonder they're so bitter. Yeah. They lost their team and got ours. Yeah. And- <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> All right. Anything Sorry. else before we wrap this thing up? We're, we're about at an hour here. Hey, just uh, keep your heads up, guys. Up. Everything's going to be great. Your um, chat, I love you all. Yes, I also love you all. Yes, yes. I do too. Yes. We'll, love, we'll be love, back love. with, uh, what, a live preview later this week at some point, uh, probably Friday. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll let you guys know. Again, follow us on socials, like this video, subscribe to the channel. We got the t-shirts, whatever it effing takes, because that's still the mentality of this team. One loss does not a season make. So come on, guys, let's rally behind this team. Even if we, even if things don't go well again in LA this weekend, it's a West Coast trip. We're coming back. There's winnable games. On the, we're, we'll be fine. Just hang tight, guys. We'll be fine. Um, so I'm trying to think if there's anything, <laughs> any other housekeeping stuff. Jointhedogs.com if you guys want to get into the Discord for the game this Sunday. Do the seven-week free trial. I had a handful of people do it last week. So Seven day. What? Seven day. Seven day. What did I say? Seven weeks. I think you got their hopes up. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Oh, it's definitely not a seven-week free trial. It's for free. <laughs> <laughs> full seven weeks. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right, guys. We appreciate everybody tuning in. And until we talk to you guys later this week, Keep going, Brown. Stay positive. Let them know. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.